when you come into Detroit, we're going to buy the kneecap off. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Did you hear from anybody uh, after your introductory press conference? For all your listeners, I know 100% that biting a kneecap is a 15-yard penalty. <laughs> I promise you I know that. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. We're going to kick you in the teeth. Earlier on the show, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. NBC Sunday Night Football football analyst Chris Collinsworth. Coming up, ESPN college football analyst Kirk Herbstreit. Actor Michael B. Jordan. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. Uh, We have reached the you've got to have an Emmy nomination portion of this program to talk. Um... (laughs) We had Chris Collinsworth on in hour number two. Uh, we just formulated the Mike Del Tufo show uh, idea. Mike, how many Emmys are, are you up for this year? Only one. Only one? I've what been happened? nominated up for over 20. Not a boy. Well done. Six. Well done. Should Rich Eisen show audio executive. I'm a two-time nominee. Understood. Yeah. See? I got it. TJ, I guess I can't say anything because no, I've never no, been TJ, nominated. Uh, I, you know what? Yeah, TJ, you know what? Yeah. TJ, you're going to be on the prices right on May the 4th. That's oh, true. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's all wait. good. Maybe. Ian Rappaport was on an hour. Uh, no, uh, oh, oh, boy, that's right. Maybe. Maybe you might, get, you might not get down a contestant's row. Ian Rappaport joined us in hour number one with the latest. He joined us from the NFL Network draft set. Michael B. Jordan in the new film, the uh, action thriller. Big time, big time tentpole type film stuff. Uh, Michael B. Jordan in Without Remorse coming out later on this week. He's going to be joining us in just about 19 minutes time. But joining us, I do believe this is the first time he's ever been on the show. We've been on the air for seven years. I can't believe it. Um, You know, he broadcasts games with one of my favorite people on the planet uh, in Chris Fowler. He is Emmy nominated for his great work in calling these games. You see him on NFL, on, uh, on college game day. And he's also an author of a new book, called Out of the Pocket, Football, Fatherhood, and College Game Day Saturdays. He will be part of the ESPN, ABC, Disney, Family of Networks coverage of the NFL draft. He is Kirk Herbstreet. How are you, Kirk? I'm great, bud. How are you? I'm better for talking to you. Happy draft week. <laughs> Happy draft yeah, week. Yeah, same to you. It's, fi- it's finally here. I know. Oh my gosh. And it just seems the talent evaluation portion of the of the NFL calendar gets longer and longer each year. And I would have to say that Justin Fields probably has had about enough of it right about now. Yeah, I think a, I think a lot of these guys, I mean, it happens every year, you know, especially at that position. And the fact that we have so many of them, you know, it, it just leads to, uh, you know, nitpicking and everybody's going to have an opinion. The only people that matter, obviously, are going to be on Thursday and Friday on Saturday when they when they make these decisions. But, yeah, I think these players, you know, they, they all say the right things. Oh, you know, it's part of it. But, uh you know, we're all human, and when any time you're going to get criticized, it's it's not fun. So yeah, I think they're they're ready to be done with it and hear their name selected. Well, Justin Fields in particular, Kirk. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, because the the night that the Ohio State, and I think I am saying it properly. Uh, I just say Ohio State. I don't really get that. Uh, I God never really you. have. Well, you know, just so so then we'll we'll just go Ohio State, and I'll take all the tweets. Yeah. Um, but the the night Ohio State just. Absolutely took care of business, to say the least, against Clemson. Fields yeah. was electric. I mean, he made every possible throw. To me, that was like an actual real live pro day where he was making all the throws on a route tree. 
And ever since then, all we're hearing is he's not Trevor Lawrence, he's not Zach Wilson, that it was Mac Jones who was traded up for. Now maybe it's Trey Lance. And the last thing I'm hearing now is, you know, Mac Jones has shown how smart he is in the room and Trey Lance is as well. And now the, 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 the I guess, um, the whole concept you're hearing is, we're not saying Justin's not smart, but it just makes no, it's, it's nuts. So I just want your full evaluation of Justin Fields, of all the games of his that you've called, about yeah, what, well, what, what he's bringing to the table here. And I just did this QB 21 with, with all these guys and, and kind of went over an hour with, with each, each of them and got to know them on a, on a whole different level, even though I'm, you know, when you do these production meetings, you get around these programs, you, you get to know them on a, on a pretty good level. But um, I'm, it's not that you have to put one up and knock another one down. I, I'm very impressed with, with all these guys, but I don't understand. If you just asked me from covering football as closely as I do the college game, and you said, tell me about these co- college quarterbacks, I, I would have said going into the season, it was Trevor Lawrence, 1A, Justin Fields, 1B. And coming out of the season, when the season was over, before we got into the draft mode, if you would have asked me, I would have said, Trevor Lawrence is 1A, and Justin Fields is 1B. And some people maybe have, would have flipped that. And then we get into this, these last three or four months. And, of course, Zach Wilson, I had him last year as well. And he's, he's an ultra-talented guy and can, can create and, and is not afraid to create, which is important. And that's kind of the new trend, right, with these college, these college quarterbacks coming out with what we're seeing from Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield. It seems like that's like the, the new flavor of the month or the year for these, these NFL teams. But I don't get the criticism of Fields, especially he's not accountable or he's not willing to work hard, last one to show up, first one to leave. I, everything I've ever been around, I've always walked away with a very favorable impression of speaking with him. I've never walked away going, look, good thing he's physically gifted because, wow, he doesn't have a chance. Like, I, I never, never even occurred to me. I've always thought the opposite. Always thought that he's the alpha in the room. Like, when he speaks, everybody gets quiet. No coaches around. He's the guy. He's the straw that mixes a drink. And hardest worker on the team. And he's a guy that transferred in, and with kind of like Russell Wilson when he left NC State, within a month he was voted captain because he was he had that it factor. That's that's Justin Fields. I mean, he leaves Georgia; he's never even been to Ohio, and within a couple months he's the guy. And so that doesn't just happen at a school like Ohio State. And Ryan Day, you talk to the NFL folks. Ryan Day is 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 respected as a play caller and a guy that works with quarterback as anybody that works in the college game. And he would tell you, he goes on and on and on. I don't know if you've spoken with him. He goes on and on bragging about him. If you remember when Dwayne Haskins came out, he was complimentary, but he was kind of like, I wish he'd come back for another year. He he was not going on and on and on. With Fields, he is. And so I I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, I'm still shocked that the Jets are not going to select him. I I still think maybe they're just kind of kidding, and the number two pick will be Justin Fields. I don't know how you pass on him, uh, personally, with 6'3", 224 pounds, and runs a a 4'4". Not to mention he can make every throw. Uh, You know, like all these college quarterbacks, it's going to be – it'll take some time as far as him picking up NFL coverage and – and doing what he needs to do. Ideally, he would go somewhere and 
you know, kind of have a chance to sit there and watch and learn from a, a veteran and then kind of like Patrick Mahomes did year two, take off and go and, and become, I think, an elite player. So I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm mystified by the whole thing. Emmy Award winner, Emmy Award nominee for 2021 and author Kirk Herbstreet here on the Rich Eisen Show. And, you know, look, this conversation we just had has taken up a ton of oxygen and what the Niners are going to do and what Atlanta might do and what the Bengals should do, all of that. And we just ignore the fact that one of the most generationally talented players at the quarterback position is going to be first overall. And the guy who's going to draft him is Urban Meyer, for crying out loud. And the, you got two guys, and, and, and you know, much was made about uh, Trevor Lawrence's quotes to Sports Illustrated and the things that I made of it was just, what if Justin Fields had said it? It would have been just a whole big to-do. And the fact that, you know, Trevor Lawrence says that, you know, or others say he doesn't really need football and stuff like that uh, is, is unfair uh, to him to, to, to criticize it. Uh, it. To me, it was just I was being yeah. critical of the fact that what if others, if Josh Rosen had said it, for instance, a couple of years ago. But to me, my concern right. is, if there is one at all, is you got quarterback who feels that way because nobody's ever pointed to the scoreboard and said you should have a chip on your shoulder because normally Trevor's winning. And Urban Meyer, who uh, I don't know the last time if you if you'd have to probably go back to Florida to say that he's lost uh, double digit games just in terms of uh, collectively. How do you think they're going to take losing, which is going to come in the NFL? How will they handle that oh, collectively? Do you think? Yeah, I, I think I think keeping an eye on Urban. I'm sure that every every crew that goes in on a weekly basis and does a Jags game will have a camera assigned to him just to watch his some of his reactions <laughs> on the sideline. Right. You know, because he's he's pretty animated uh, when things are not going well. I, I, I think Urban is when he took the job and he looked at you know the the situation in Jacksonville. He, he understood. Now he, he's very confident that eventually he's going to build a winner. Uh, how soon? You know, we're we're all left to to guess when that might be, but. I think he understands, you know, what he's up against and, and what he needs to be able to do. And there's going to be some growing pains along the way. Um, I, I would say this about Trevor Lawrence. You know, I, I think the quote you're referring to is is basically where he came out and said, you know, football matters to me, but it's not. It doesn't define me, kind right. of thing. Yep. I, I I really feel. Keep in mind that this kid lost. He started since he was a freshman in high school. He, he lost two games in high school. <laughs> he lost. Two games in college as a three-year starter. He got to the national championship and won as a freshman. Got there his second year, lost it to Bama, and then loses to Ohio State in the semifinal. That that doesn't happen ever. You know, three three years and and that kind of production had two losses. Th- this kid has a fire inside him that he doesn't necessarily show on the exterior. He is really legitimately walks the walk with his faith, and I think what he meant by what he was saying was. This, the, the results of this game, whether we win a Super Bowl or we lose a lot of games, I'm still going to be who I am. I think that's what he was trying to say. I don't think he was trying to say. I think that's why he came back out on the, on the – I think he tweeted out, hey, you guys, some of you guys are misunderstanding what I was trying to say. I think he's got a, a burning desire to win. I mean, how could you have those results? Four losses in seven seasons of starting. Um, it's crazy. And not – be competitive like i i don't know how many kids do you know that you've ever covered that started quarterback as a freshman in high school i'm more impressed that he started having four sons i'm more impressed that he started as a freshman in high school that that's a 14 15 year old <laughs> playing against 18 year old it's crazy that, that's kirk a hard thing it, to do that, it's that's to me 
ridiculous. Yeah, it is. So, I know. I know. I know. And we've I, I we I, I, I've talked about it with, with Albert Breer, and and like the only person you could kind of compare him to, maybe being first overall in the draft is Andrew Luck and then Peyton Manning yeah. before in terms of what you're yeah. bringing into it. And again, I have yeah. no problem with what he had to say because you know better than, than most having covered a lot of these guys in college. And then four years later, these big men on campus have to figure out what to do next in their lives. And I'm not saying that's going to yeah. happen to Trevor, just on average, right? So I love the fact yeah. that guys come into the draft saying that there's more to life than just football. I have no problem with that. I'm just wondering... Hey, he he might. He, you said two losses in high school, two losses in in college. He may have more than that by Halloween, to say the least. You know, and and how is he going to handle? Like, he may get a chip pretty damn fast. Him and Urban together. Yeah. You know, like that's yeah. my and question. I, the one thing I, I he used to tell me, and I and I really like about him because when you look at him, you don't think this. He's six six, two hundred twenty pounds, and you know he's he's a quarterback. But you go back to the Ohio State-Clemson game, not this year, but last year, when he got hit by Sean Wade on that blitz, and right. it looked like he may have broken his collarbone yep. and was going to be out of the game, and he goes out for a couple plays, comes back in, and leads him back to a victory, and ran the ball that night better than he threw it. I mean, he was running. And I said, I talked to him about that with no cameras around. I just talked to him, and he said, you know, I've always tried to look at myself, and this goes back probably to my high school coach, I want to, in my mind, be the toughest guy on the field. Like, I, I want to be... I don't, I don't want to be the quarterback that can't be touched. Don't hit me. You know, I've got the red jersey on. And so his mentality, it, it tells you about a toughness that he brings to the position. Because when I evaluate quarterbacks, you know, it's great to look at Luck and Peyton and Trevor and their physicality and their size and their arm strength. But I love the intangibles. I think any great quarterback who's going to – and you look at it, the guys today in the NFL – the guys that win, and Tom Brady at the top of the, the list, the mental toughness that they bring, the intangibles that they bring to the table, the way they make the room feel, we're going to win today. I don't care about the weather. I don't care if we're playing home or away. I don't care what the odds are. We got our guy. We're going to win today. He's going to bring that element into that locker room. So it may, they're made like Peyton had in, in, in Indy. There may be some growing pains, yes. but don't ever underestimate the intangibles of what he'll bring to the position. I, I think that part of it may be his greatest quality. Kirk Herbstreet, ESPN college football analyst, and he'll be part of you, You're with Reese, right, on uh, ABC yeah, Reese, and, and McShay? Yeah, Reese, Dez, and Todd McShay on oh, ABC on Thursday and, and Friday night. Uh, you don't need to know this more than you probably already do, but Dez is one of my favorite people on planet Earth. No, of course, of course he is. Are you kidding me? Just in terms of joy he that he's be. brought to me and just the person that he is on top of it. Yeah, he's awesome. Did Bo yeah, ever try to recruit did. you? Did Bo ever knock on your door? Bo did. Bo did. Uh, Bo and my dad coached together and were good friends. And so after my junior year, I went up to Ann Arbor and um, we were going to go up and on a fishing trip, and Bo asked my dad if we'd stop by. Sure. And uh, he he wanted to talk to us, and I did. And he pulled me into my, his office by himself. He asked my dad to walk out, and he basically he looked me right in the eye with his glasses on. And I was a Bo fan. I was like, he was like, sure. I bow down to Bo. Yeah. And when you grew up in my family, and even though he's Michigan, it's all good. And he's like, can I? Re- is it? can I recruit you? Are you going to Ohio state? Is it like, is it done? Or can I, can I recruit you? And I was like, no, it'd be an honor for you to recruit me. And of course, in the back of my mind, I knew I was going to go to Ohio state. But I wanted to be recruited. <laughs> I wanted to be recruited 
by Bo. Yeah. So there was no way I was going to say, yeah, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm going to Ohio State. But no, I was all about Jerry Hanlon, Michigan. Oh, yeah. I was, yeah. Well, if, you're from, if you're from Ohio in that era, in the, in the mid-'80s, you know, Michigan was all over Ohio. Well, uh, look at era. some of the greatest players in the history of Michigan football. They're from Ohio. I mean, oh, yeah. Charles, Absolutely. Des. I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, please. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the list goes on and on. Yeah, yeah. when they were rolling, they, they had northeastern Ohio. Occasionally they'd get into southwest Ohio. But that northeastern Ohio was like a pipeline, you know, going, for, of course, with Bo and his ties into Ohio. But, yeah, they, they're – that, that's when uh, that's when they were at a very different level. I hope they get back to that level. I I, I miss that to be well, honest. Well, that sounds like a very passive aggressive thing to say to me, Kirk. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, <laughs> no, man. I do. I, I'm not your typical. Ohio no, State I know guy. that. I, I, I know that. I know I, that. I but... pull for Michigan every game except one. That's what I'm no, I get it. No, I I, I totally understand that. You know, but I, and my... it's good for the Big Ten, right? Oh, when God, no, it's just you're piling it on now. You're piling it on right now. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. Um, I, I, my, by the way, I covered Bo in his last season for the Michigan Daily, um, and uh, I was scared of him. There's no other way to put it. I was so intimidated by him. Sure. And um, he had a weekly press conference at a local, you know, inn, and we would sit in uh, at this big dining room table, and he would sit at the head of it, right? And um, and he would hold court. And I barely asked a question because I was so damn nervous. And I got, I got, Kirk, I got there early one time. I got there early one time and I'm sitting there and I'm having lunch. It's a hamburger. And who comes walking in but Bo? And he sits down Mm. at the head of the table and I don't say a word. He doesn't say a word. And then he looks at me and I look at him and he goes, how is that? My doctor won't let me me eat any of those anymore. And I'm like, coach, I'm not going to lie to you. It's pretty damn good. And he goes, damn it. <laughs> and other people then walked in the room, so I didn't have to have more of a conversation with him. But that's basically my interaction with Bo, my first ever. Yeah, and then I don't bl- you know, it's Bobby Knight had that same kind of vibe oh, about him. You no know, the doubt. Big like Bobby, I mean, it's like Bobby and I used to walk in there when I was doing local radio in Columbus. I used to walk into a post game presser. There was no chance I was going to ask a question. I just wanted to watch. I just wanted to watch people ask him questions mm. and have him look at them like, did you seriously just ask me that question? Wanted, I mean, I was. <laughs> he wanted my hamburger so bad. It was so funny because, you know, he had all those heart problems. His doctor wouldn't let him have it. Uh, before yeah. I let you go, let's talk about your book. Why'd you, what's, what's this about? Why'd you do it? What do you got for me on Gene, that, Kirk? Uh, Gene Wojcikowski, who I work with at ESPN, you know. Phenomenal. Um, he, he's a great guy and he's, he's brought it up to me in the past and, when COVID hit last March, he, he came up to me or called me in April and asked me if I had any interest. I've always kind of thought I'd do that down the road. And then when, when the world went upside down, I thought this may be a good time to look back and, and think about some of the things I've been through, just, just my own personal journey of, of uh, some stuff that I, I went through that maybe can help other kids. You know, I was, I was painfully shy. I'm talking like would never give up and give a speech in a class or um, just hard for me to make friends, just a really, really quiet, introverted kid. And my parents divorced when I was eight or nine years old. And so between moving constantly and being, you know, shy, I just thought when I tell people that story, they're like, what yeah. are you kidding me? And I was just, it just, it's an example of how life changes, you know, and how you change and grow. And so we just talked about, it's a lot of 
football, but there's a lot of stuff of my on my personal journey of stuff I've been through, and um, it's not just XOs and, and football at all. So I think it, it's uh, something that a lot of people can relate to. And it's uh, where all books are sold. You with Gene Wojciechowski, um, football, fatherhood, and college game day Saturdays. Kirk, you and I know a lot of the same people. Uh, Fowler is one of my favorite on the planet. Is uh, is better half yeah. Jennifer. Um, yeah. uh, Reese, who you're going to be broadcasting with, I did Sports Centers with in 1996. Oh yeah. So Absolutely. you know you're 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 a fortunate man to work with those people, and I love you and Fowler. I agree. You and Fowler are a great listen. Just terrific. Thank you. Big time Thank stuff. Thank you. I, I'm lucky to to be with him and um, big fan of yours. Always have been, and, and good to see you from time to time. And appreciate you having me on. And, and congratulations on on your well deserved Emmy nomination hey, as well. Right back at you, Kirk. I'll see you in Ohio. I'll see you. Okay. Okay. I might be less popular than you there, but uh, I'm going to use you as a human (laughs) shield for just a few minutes if you don't (laughs) mind. Okay. You got it. it. Take care. It's Kirk Herbstreet, everybody. Bo recruited him. Can I recruit you? Oh, sure. He already told John Cooper yes. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of great Ohio players at Michigan. A lot of great ones. (sighs) Let's take a break. When we come back, Michael B. Jordan will join us. Has he ever met the Michael J. Jordan? (laughs) We'll ask him that when we come back. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I 
try to explain to my eight-year-old the other day about what an encyclopedia was. Why? You know what? I sold encyclopedias for one week in Kansas Get City. Out of here. I swear to you. I, 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 you went door to door? David Keckner was a door to door encyclopedia salesman in Kansas City. Yes. I, I came I, uh, <laughs> after my sophomore year in college. I decided I'm not going back to Tipton, Missouri, where I'm from 2,000 yes. people. I'm going to go to Kansas City where I get some buddies there for yeah. I met from college. My dad said, okay, well, you have to have X number of dollars saved yes. before you go back to school. Yes. Because I'm not just, you know, paying for everything. So I had a series of jobs, one selling cable, one selling encyclopedias, one selling Circus Delight ice cream, none of which panned out. I what? just said job after job. How many encyclopedias did you sell? None. Zero. There was a 10-page script. You had to go into yes. people's houses, and it yes. was a takeaway script. Yes. Do you believe education is important? Yes, of course well, I do. Great, so do I. It was just page <laughs> page of that. It's a takeaway. Well, I'm not sure you're really committed to your children if you don't believe blah 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 blah. We used to get dropped off in the neighborhoods at like 10:45 at night. Yeah. And, and ring the bell. Ring the bells. We had oh. cops call on us. I'm like, I don't think this job is the right one. Well, David, if uh, not to top you, as you topped me at the very Doesn't beginning matter, of this conversation. Friends. There's so no topping. There's forever. Only, there's forever. A, forever. There's only communion. Okay, okay yes. so here, so uh, I. This is my favorite story, by the way. One of my first jobs I ever had was cold calling Brooklyn and Staten Island residents for the New York Post at Saturday morning, 8 a.m., and the language I heard, yeah, it, it's not even safe for certain types of work. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I could not, and I would sell uh, eventually the newspaper to people who hardly spoke English, oh. and it was terrible. I they felt, thought they had to take it. I felt that I don't even think they knew what the hell the New York Post was. Right. But I mean, at eight in the morning on a Saturday, just call people up. You know, uh, yeah. Uh, what would be, are, 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 do you have? Do you, do you subscribe to New York Post? No, I do not. Like, what would you like? I mean, it was terrible. Man. Oh my gosh! And then terrible. halfway after a minute, like, who is this? I know. <laughs> What? What? Do you remember the pitch at all? Oh, it was just, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, how would you like to get the most New York or something stupid like that? Or But at 8 a.m., a, a lot of people don't pick up. No. Or if they do, they're just really... They're not interested in, uh, in subscribing yeah. to a newspaper. Confused and then irate. So did you, so did you get, you didn't even get close to selling no. encyclopedia? No, oh. no, 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 not even close. I mean, Even I, with I, that I, opening line of, do you care about education? Is education, you, yeah, it, you know what, I'll, I'll tell you this. <laughs> I, I couldn't, I only memorized the first page. Uh-huh. So had I gotten to a sale, I would not have known what to do. <laughs> do you care about education? Good, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> I love <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. We're here on our family of networks, including our new free audio streaming partner, Odyssey, every single day. Fun show with Ian Rappaport, Chris Collinsworth, Kirk Herbstreet, and uh, soon to join us is the serial entrepreneur, Mark Lurie, who just bought the Timberwolves is to help us kick off Run Rich Run Week right here on the show. Uh, I had the pleasure. Uh, we've had the pleasure of having Michael B. Jordan here in studio in advance of his new film, Without Remorse, that is debuting later on this week on Amazon. I had a chance to chat with the superstar, Michael B. Jordan. One of Tom Clancy's most famous characters, John Clark. We all know about him, but what about his origin story? It's about to burst through your screen on Amazon Prime coming up later on this week. He is the star of Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. Michael B. Jordan back here on The Rich Hazard Show. How have you been, Michael? I'm doing great, man. Good to talk to you. How you doing? I am better for talking to you. A lot ah. has happened. A lot has happened in the three, four years since you were in my show studio the last time. Congratulations yes, on all of that. 
Man, thank you. Thank you, man. It's been it's been an incredible ride and journey. Um, and, and I'm really, really excited about, you know, just where we are right now and, and being able to talk to you about this project. Also. Well, yeah, I, I, I got to tell you, in terms of a journey, what we've all been on the last year, man. like, let's get our popcorn ready. You know what I mean? Like, let's get yeah. let's let's just get, go see a big time film where somebody is kicking ass and taking names without remorse and we could just sit back and enjoy it you know what i'm saying like yeah this, no, is, we're, we're, uh, this is awesome no like, it, it happened at the perfect you know the perfect time this movie we actually finished shooting the movie right before the pandemic hit and we spent the entire last year trying to figure out you know how we were going to get this movie out for everybody to, to to see so you know you know thankfully you know we found a home in amazon and 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 they've been great partners in you know making sure this movie gets out to everybody that could possibly uh watch it and and um and yeah man john john kelly john clark you know this is like the the movie that I grew up watching that I always wanted to be in, you know, and from playing the, you know, the Rainbow Six Ghost Recon video games as a kid right. to actually playing, you know, John Clark in the movie, it, it kind of came full circle. So it, it's it's nothing short of an action-packed revenge thriller, but grounded with a lot of heart and, and stakes and characters. So it's the perfect kind of movie for me. Where do you stand on you getting in and doing everything that we see on the screen? Oh, I mean, I'm all for it. You know, I mean, watching movies like, you know, you know, Blade, Wesley Snipes, you know, knowing he did all his stunts or like, you know, Jackie Chan and Tom Cruise and Matt Damon, you know, and all these, uh, you know, these action stars that I grew up, you know, idolizing and being like, you know what, if I ever get the opportunity, I'm I'm training for it. I'm doing everything I could possibly do. And in this one, I did about, you know, 90, 95 percent of go. my stunts. Uh, Which one are you most proud of? Which one are you most? Let's let's flex a little bit here like you do in the film. But I mean. I what you, what, which one you got? I would say I'm most proud of the underwater sequences. You know, I think, uh, spoiler alert, no spoiler alert. I mean, uh, yeah, but without get going too crazy into mm -hmm. it, you know, there, you know, uh, he's a Navy SEAL, you know, and he's very comfortable in water, you know, and we really put him in some high intensity, high stakes situations where he's, he has to, uh, be underwater, you know, doing things for, Really, really long time. And uh, just so just shooting through those sequences myself uh, and, and and also, you know, jumping in and out of burning, burning cars, you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of fight, a lot of fighting, a lot of hand to hand combat, a lot of weapons training. So we had an incredible stunt team that that, that worked with us uh, on each stunt and, and trained me to a T to be able to be comfortable in these situations. So it was a lot of fun. Michael B. Jordan here on the Rich Eisen Show again. It is coming out on Friday. The It being Tom Clancy's Without Remorse right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Has Have you, Michael B. Jordan, met Michael J. Jordan yet? Has that happened? Has there been a Michael Jordan summit ever yet <laughs> for you? I, it, no, I think at the time I, the, I think at the time I met him, it was at an All Star an event, okay. and I literally just like it was in passing. You know, somebody was like, "Hey, you know, this, you know, like he needs an introduction." Hey, what's up? This is Mike, and I shook his hand, and it was like literally less than ten seconds, and then it was in passing. So it wasn't. I, I don't even think he knew who I was at the time. I mean, at the time or whatever. So uh, I guess to answer that question. Nope. Well, what? Uh, how has that not happened yet? I, I don't understand. I, I don't. I, I don't see how that. <laughs> not I, yet. I, I don't know, man. We got to figure that out. I think the powers that be somehow we gotta we gotta collab on something. I don't know. It's 
the market is too rich at this point, you know, no pun intended. It's too good. It's too no. good. Hey, however, I can get involved in that. I would be all for such okay. a thing. But, you know, I know like you take in an NBA game uh, every now and then, Michael, you know, I mean, so I maybe just like, you know, a Hornets game, LaMelo's coming into town, you know, pandemic's over. Like maybe we could get something going here because i imagine I that's I like something that. you'd be into right I, I i would definitely be into that you know maybe you know hornets playing the lakers at some point you know maybe you know get a chance you know jordan comes in town or maybe i go to north carolina who knows i'm 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 da- I'm down for that I, I like where your head's at I like so are, are the warriors your team though or i'm, I'm trying to remember when we know conversation that, back in the nah, day Nah, you're thinking about ryan like ryan like my director ryan kugler's from he's from the bay he's a diehard okay. uh war, warriors fan i mean i grew up on the east coast so you know i grew up a knicks fan uh it's been it's been it's been tough <laughs> it's been it's been real tough but as you know as we get to know these guys you know like you know lebron Kyrie, you know what i mean certain players and stuff you you know you become fans of and you want to see them win so you know right now i'm you know i'm definitely rooting for you know rooting for Kyrie right now and and uh, and bron also man it's it's tough man it's really tough man you just you just i'm, I'm just happy basketball's back yep. you know and and uh I mean, one thing we just got we gotta we gotta figure out the, these referees, man. We gotta we gotta we gotta. Okay. Just a, now look, I give you the floor. I know you're in the m- middle of a junket. I imagine there aren't many opportunities that you're going to have today in promoting without remorse. If you care to, without remorse, have the floor on NBA refereeing, you're not going to get fined, Michael. You know? No, I mean, I mean not- I'm actually not. I just feel like I feel like they should really, you know, be able to do post game interviews. And press. It's something so subtle and so simple. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, accountability is a thing, but just, you know, us, us as, you know, as fans, you know, you know, uh, you know, journalists to be able to ask questions to them because they play a hand in the game just as much as the players and the coaches. So if the players and coaches are subjected, subjected to, you know, questions, you know, why can't they? And, And I think that subtle, subtle adjustment would, uh, would normalize a lot. You know, I think it, it would, it would settle some things, you know, across the board. I, I, I personally feel that no, way. But what, what if an official though, a referee, you know, handled that post-game press conference, like Kyrie, like got there and just went like this, you know, in front of the screen for a post-game press conference. And they just, what, what, whatever. What, 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 what would happen? What questions would, would come their way? What type of accountability? What kind of example is that like being it. set? So it's like, it's just, you know, and then I, I heard some, you know, some, you know, body said something to me about, well, well, are they getting paid, you know, millions and millions of dollars? Like, you know, like the players are as well, but it, it, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's not about salary. It's about the part you play in the system, you know? And if, you know, we're all, you know, organized to play this game, you know, of, of basketball, it can't just be the players and coaches that are that are scrutinized by the choices that they make because we're all human, you know, and the game has evolved. And, you know, uh, you know, it's not the same NBA that it was in the past. You know, right. the intensity, the play, like what's you know, what's a tech, what's not what's taunting, what's not, you know, so to be able to like, you know, have everybody's opinion front and center for everybody to see, I think would be uh, I think that would be interesting. I would I like to see it. That. So when you're wrapping up and your your TV work, Friday Night Lights, film work, Creed, I mean, you've been in some iconic sports um, pop culture. If you could name your favorite sports movie, what would that be, Michael B. Jordan? Favorite sports movie? Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, wow, uh, Sandlot just popped into my head. That's tough. That's a good one. I'm I'm, I'm going to be split between 
any given Sunday and he got game. I, I just thought he got game any given Sunday. I think I'm going to split between those two and then biasly Creed. <laughs> you can include yourself in there. You could definitely include, you could definitely include yourself. Uh, I, I mean, he got game was really eye opening and not yeah. just because Ray Allen crushed it. But there was a lot of real stuff in there that not a lot of films have ever covered. Exactly. So that's a good one right there. Yeah. No, opinion. I think that that was that was that was uh, definitely one for me. You know, any given Sunday was just like super entertaining. And, you know, Friday Night Lights, the movie was really good. You know, you got oh, man. It's Remember it's the Titans. Really- you got Remember the Titans, too. Exactly, man. Some some tremendous performances. And I, and I guess it's like capturing the world of of those teams and those sports and those in, the, in, in sports in a different way that we're used to seeing them is what really like stands out in those projects. Well, Michael, uh, congratulations on this project. Um, like I said, I know I've got a, a limited amount of time with you. I'd love to have you back in my studio and do this again. You've got so many amazing projects that you have done that you are doing that so many people love, including this one without remorse. Um, my kids are jealous. I'm getting to talk to you. <laughs> we watch black Panther literally every month during the pandemic. Wow, so man. congrats on everything that's gone on in your life. Man. Thank you, Rich, so much, man. Tell your family and everybody. I said hello. And I look forward to, uh, you know, sitting down and talking with you on, on the next one, you know, so when, as a director, I got you. Okay. Very good. I will take that. Michael B. Jordan right here on the Rich Eisen show. Everyone check out without remorse, Tom Clancy's without remorse, starring this man, Michael B. Jordan coming up this Friday on Amazon prime. Yeah. He's directing the next creed. Yep. That is happening. How about that? What do you wow. think the NBA would ever let their, all sports would, that would, would be it amazing. Must see TV Mike, Mike, if all hit the, hit the drop. If hit all officials drop. would, if all zero point zero. If all officials, <laughs> that would be would, amazing. Would have Rich. a press conference. Hey, Scott Foster, why'd you do that? Oh, right, the second quarter. They have foul. a two-minute report, right? Well, Scott Foster is another uh, issue, Rich. The Scott Foster show would be after the Mike Del Tufo show. That's what it would be. Yeah. Sponsored by yeah. yeah. I got two exactly. words when it comes to Scott Foster. Get out of here. <laughs> Let's get out of town right now get because we're going to talk here. Run Rich Run and how you can help when we come back in your phone calls. And we'll let you know how we've got a big, huge Tuesday draft show on the other side. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed We'd like to play a game with Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo over there. Okay. Where I will read out the facts. They will guess whether it's true meta or false meta, and then you will confirm. Okay, let's okay. do it. First uh, fact, this true. During my rookie season with the Chicago Bulls, I applied for a job at Circuit City. True meta or fake meta? I've heard this story. I believe that's true. Mike? I'm going with him. True. A true story? That's a true story. That's a true story. Did you get the job at Circuit City? I, I, I did get the job. I got wow. the job. I got my discount. I was trying to stay out of trouble. Okay. And I needed a job. <laughs> Next fact. I wore number 37 for the Lakers because Michael Jackson's album Thriller was number one on the Billboard charts for 37 consecutive oh. nights. Oh. True meta? No or way. No way. No way. Is it fake meta? That is 100% true. <laughs> That's true. Oh. <laughs> That's true. I knew it was 37 album, weeks, man. but I wouldn't guess. It's All true. right, next one. Right <laughs> before his comeback with the Wizards, I broke uh, I broke two of Michael Jordan's ribs in a pickup game and delayed his comeback by three months. I was so upset about it, I didn't leave my house for days. True meta or fake meta? I think that's true. I'm saying true. That's true. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I love Michael Jordan. My one of my well, probably my favorite player. You broke his ribs? It was on accident. It was a summertime okay, pickup good. game, and it was a intense game. In 2010, an art show honoring me was held in Toronto, Canada, entitled "Lovable Badass." Uh, uh, false. True. That's true. Yeah, we have a tie. Oh, yeah. I was surprised, man. I couldn't believe it. It was a really good show. Lovable badass. <laughs> they just said, hey, we want to honor you. I'm like, for what? You know? And they just had all this art of but, me. All right, last one. In 2010, I was cited for driving a race car with an expired registration down a city street. <laughs> oh, True meta or fake meta? Uh, based on his reaction, I'm going to say true. <laughs> I got to go true, too. That's I get true. I get That's true. That. That's true. It was an Indy 500 car. It was fun. <laughs> what city? You know, you, in, uh, Westwood. <laughs> Westwood? <laughs> Westwood. And you see? LA? Yeah, they pulled me over and um <laughs> I mean But it was street legal. That so, is fantastic. You know, so it was street legal. It was, it was just legal. that you had an expired registration was the issue. The, what happened was the officer was like, what is this? That's why they pulled me over. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, they couldn't say I had my license. I had, it was I had an everything. IndyCar? It was IndyCar, yeah. That's but it, cool. you know, you're young and you dumb. How did you fit in that thing? I, I didn't really fit. <laughs> I was real like this and hitting the gas with my one little pinky toes. <laughs> I went, oh, <laughs> it was tough. <laughs> 
Fun stuff with our friend back in the day, Meta World Peace, Amazing. a.k.a. Ron Artest, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show on our radio and television simulcast, Peacock, Sirius XM, this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio station, and now uh, starting today, Odyssey. Check Odyssey. us all out every single day. Give us a listen. It's NFL Draft Week. It's a very special week, and this time it's even more special for me. I, I, it's one of the most – I've just used the word special, but it is unique and remarkable to be able to host an NFL draft. It's it's like a unicorn assignment in my business. Is this your first one, Rich? No, 17 of <laughs> oh, them. Oh, what? Jeez. Including this year. Thank wow. you for asking, wow, even though – we all know the answer. <laughs> Take that for that. Thank you, Coach Fisdale. <laughs> Greatly appreciate that. But it's even more special this week because it's Run Rich Run Week. Yeah. Because of the pandemic, we didn't run it at the Combine. There was no Combine. And um, there are a very small select group of people who kept pushing. Are you going to run? We should run. How can we run? And one of them is a guy who took this, uh, this under his own wing, uh, his remarkably philanthropic wing, by finding my run on YouTube back in the day and saying, what's this all about? Let me try and join. And we had a chat. We're both from Staten Island. And I felt like I've known him for quite some time. He ran against Jerry Rice last year, which took moving heaven and earth to get that to happen at the Combine. We raised a ton of money thanks to his largesse and that of his friends who bet against him or with him, all in the name of St. Jude. That's my setup for saying this guy said, let's do it again this year. I'll get seven of my friends. You get seven more with Jerry Rice to run from the NFL Legends community. I said, done. That's a very yada, yada, yada way of saying we were able to pull it off. And joining me here is serial entrepreneur and somebody who has made quite the bid to purchase pending approval, the Minnesota Timberwolves. He is Mark Laurie. How are you, Mark? Hey, Rich. Great to be here. How are your hamstrings holding up? How are you doing from that, <laughs> that run? Was, that was tough. <laughs> it's okay. It's still recovered. Still well, recovered. you were you were very generous along with your friends that you were able to get together. We just showed a shot of you with Ray Lewis on the screen. What was that like to run with Ray? You got a good story? Was he giving you any sort of uh, – you were teamed with yeah, Ray well, from the Legends community. Say, I'm glad I, he was on my team, <laughs> put it that way. Right, you got a chance to <laughs> feel – like, against him. Yeah, you got a chance to feel like what it's like to be an NFL player against him. What was that like, though, Mark? Did he did he give you any words of wisdom? Any any hype when you got? Yeah, he was very competitive, and I loved it. It was great. I mean, we took it seriously, and uh, uh, it was a lot of fun. No, it's uh, and and everyone was excited to come back next year. So that's that's the key because I think you know this only gets bigger in future years, and we raised a lot of money for St. Jude, and just yeah. It was a great, great day, great event. Dude, you always tell me that before the run. Like, what are we going to do next year? And what do, I, <laughs> what do I say to you every time you say something to me like that? What do I say? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get through this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's like running a 40, Mark. you got to put one foot in front of the other until you cross that finish line. You know? And, um, I like to just keep talking about it, and then it happens. Well, I <laughs> <laughs> well, you have you definitely speak a lot into existence, and it, it's true, right? That you you were looking for a charity to 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 support, and one of the many charities that you do support, and you found me on on YouTube. That's correct, right? That's a fact. That's correct. That's the way it worked. Yeah, basically looking for children's uh, charities and researching, and St. Jude was definitely the, the the leader in my mind. And and your video came up, and I saw you running the forty. I'm like that would be really fun. And uh, that's how it started, yeah. Do you still think it's fun? 
Mark? After I running do. It? It's more fun every year, Rich. <laughs> be more fun next year. And five years from now, Rich, this is going to be so bad. Now. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's all right. Ten years from now, Rich. <laughs> By the way, we're showing a shot of me leading everybody out of the tunnel. There you are, lockstep with Rod Woodson. I mean, this is so cool. That was a hell of a day, man. That was so fun. And, yeah, that was great. You know, and and so uh, you and your 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 cohorts raising over one point one million bucks for for the chance to run with everybody. Um, I, I I just want to give you the floor and just ask you, you know, uh, what do you think of when uh, obviously you've accomplished quite a bit uh, on a moment like that? Because it was nuts to everybody in the room, Mark, when that yeah, happened. Yeah, no, I mean, it was sort of, you know exceeded my expectations you know i i kind of set a number in my head that i thought we'd get to but it happened all so fast and a few of the entrepreneurs kind of stepped up early with big donations and others followed and it was just great to see it was it was it was amazing i mean um and just gave me lots of ideas about next year i know sorry i live in the future that's no look man this is why you are who you are mark laurie this is why you are who you are um, and so the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm preparing for an NFL draft while, while trying to put this all together with the help of Louise Carter and Dallas Hitchcock and Tracy Perlman of the NFL and NFL Network combined. And you, you were, you were buying the Timberwolves, Mark. How, how did that come together while, while this all yeah. was going down? Well, yeah, as you know, I mean, uh, it's me and, and Alex Rodriguez and, uh, we, we made a bid for the Mets. We, we finished second. We didn't get it. But, uh, you know, we think it was a blessing in disguise because, you know, we're, we're super excited about uh, the NBA. Um, and this opportunity came up and it all happened really fast. Um, we really connected with Glenn. Glenn's done, a, done an amazing job of, of, you know, building the team over the last 27 years and is looking for owners to sort of carry on his legacy and sort of infuse you know, a new way of, of, of thinking about things. And, and, you know, between Alex and I's skill sets and knowledge, we thought it was a good match all around. And Glenn seems like a great partner. Uh, we're excited to, um, you know, put everything we know uh, in, into the building organization. Well, I mean, and, and you're from my hometown of Staten Island as well. Um, you've already uh, gone to Minnesota, Minneapolis, gotten to know the community? Already? Yeah, yeah. Alex and I flew out there already. We spent the entire day there just learning the, the community, the team, players, met with all the players. Um, I had a chance to talk to Josh Akogi on the phone. Uh, Love to see what he's doing to, to really help the, the city there uh, along the lines of racial equity. And, and I think there's a lot we can do. Um, there's a great platform to do good, and we're excited about that. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to going back to Minnesota and spending real time there and getting to know the community and getting to know the fans and seeing what we can do. Did you introduce Anthony Edwards to Alex Rodriguez? Mark, did, yeah. you, did, you, did you introduce the two of them? So they're, yeah. they're all aware that was, of that was, uh, that was so funny. I know Mark Laurie, but I don't know Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> Now that's a story to tell, Mark. That is a story to tell. I know I was going to come in to ask one thing of you uh, now that you're going to be hopefully, you know, knock on what everything goes smoothly and you're in the NBA and everything's going to work about maybe shooting T-shirts into the stands uh, once you do that. But maybe getting Anthony Edwards or Carl Anthony Towns to run a 40 next year. I don't know, again, if that's part and parcel of the contract, but if we're as long that as we're, be great. you know what shooting I mean? Shooting T-shirts, sure. I mean, how about how about dropping them with drugs? 
drones. How about that? See, yeah, we're going we're to really infuse some some new ways to think about using tech in the stadium, and it's got some really cool ideas, um, which like, may include drones and dropping T-shirts. Okay, we'll we, we could do that. And then, like I said, um, what do you, what do you go? What are you already thinking about for next year? Because again, we're 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 hitting the finish line. We're trying to raise as much money at NFL.com slash Run Rich Run to try and match what you and your 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 uh, your fellow donors were able to do. What do you got for next year? What are you thinking about right now? More more runners, more more people. I think uh, yeah, I think I think we get I think we get more athletes, more entrepreneurs, okay. and uh, make it a bigger event. Yeah, I mean we've got the right. Obviously, we got the best legends in the game, but you know let's get more and uh, do it bigger and try and I mean we're going to hopefully double last year. Yeah, right. Well, and if we can do that. We'll go double next year. I love it. I love the way you're thinking, Mark. And again, um, I always appreciate you trying to push me and push this event to go in a certain direction. And um, I can't wait to show the results of everybody's 40-yard dash, including yours, at the uh, during the draft on Saturday at 5 Eastern time on NFL Network. And I appreciate all that you've done, Mark. You have no idea how many lives that you have saved oh, and touched. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you, Rich. But really, I mean, you started this and you've been pushing it for a long time. And it's finally, you know, starting to take off, which, you know, is a testament to you and, and you know, the commitment that you've had to St. Jude over this period of time. So I'm just trying to help, you know, but you, you, this is your thing. Well, I appreciate you using the phrase take off in regards to the fundraising because that doesn't really apply to my 40, but we're going to keep working on that too, Mark. <laughs> we'll keep working on that too. Thanks for the time and thanks for your generosity right, as you. always. You take care. We'll chat soon. All right, take care. You got That's Mark Lori, everybody, at Mark Lori on Twitter. Anthony, this is Alex. Alex, this is Anthony. <laughs> Hopefully camera's rolling on that. <laughs> <laughs> NFL.com slash run, rich run. We're, we're currently near, nearing as well as there are two corporate partners, Lowe's, hey. uh, NFL Network game day morning uh, presenters, and Zebra Technologies have chimed in. And I cannot thank them enough. We are closing in right now at, with your donations and the other donations that have that have closed in as well uh, from some of Mark's friends and um, and NF from the NFL community, the Ravens once again, the Bashadis, uh, Steve and Renee have donated generously once again. Um, Eddie DeBartolo, in honor of Jerry Rice, he and the Bashadi family have both donated a hundred thousand dollars. We're closing in on one point five. We haven't even gotten to Ohio. NFL.com slash run rich run. Every dollar goes to save a child's life. And also, as part of that, make sure that the families never see a bill for the health care or the journey to St. Jude in, in Memphis or for lodging or for room and board. All of that's all of that pressure is removed so everybody can focus on the kid getting better. And there's also the research part of St. Jude. That's why it's called St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. We've heard also from other members of the NFL community. I could not be more pleased about it so please get involved i want to thank mark glory michael b jordan kirk herbstreet chris collinsworth ian rapaport on tomorrow's show trey lance is scheduled to join us we'll chat with him steve smith of nfl network's draft coverage we haven't spoken to him there's a whole bunch of receivers that could go top 10 three of them as a matter of fact so steve's going to talk about that as we'll start talking about the weaponry not just the quarterbacks and the arms also on tomorrow's show, Daniel Jeremiah will join us from NFL Network's draft coverage. I might be missing another or two, but um, that's what we got going on. What's the poll question results right now, Christopher? 
Oh, man. Who should the 49ers take third overall at quarterback? Justin Fields, 60%. And who else? Keep going. Trey Lance, 23%. Mac Jones, 17%. Okay. Also tomorrow, John Harbaugh of the Baltimore Ravens will join us. Hey. And in terms of that poll question, I imagine they're going to try and get the answer out of the San Francisco 49ers a half an hour after this show is over. John Lynch is going to meet with the media as part of their annual pre-draft chatter. And apparently just added to that mix was Kyle Shanahan. No, hey, He's right. going to join him too. <laughs> oh, baby. Wow. So we'll have lots to talk about when we come on the air on Tuesday's Draft Week edition of the Rich Eisen Show right here on NBC Sports on Peacock, Odyssey, Sirius XM, and this Rich Eisen Show to radio, radio affiliate, terrestrially. Back on Peacock in a second.